Welcome to Woke and Wired, a new conversation about expanded consciousness and entrepreneurship. We are here to shift the paradigm of business and marketing and social media in this digital age of infinite possibility and bridge our inner technology, our intuition with outer technology through rituals, personal development tools, conscious business practices, spiritual tools, and the magical tool of social media. I am your host, Xenia, storyteller, conscious social media teacher, speaker, and a multidimensional traveler. Welcome to the new paradigm. You are in for such a treat this week. My guest is Isla Schaffer, who is a medicine son, creator, carrier, healer, and one of my go-to singers who always ends up on my ceremonial playlist. Isla Schaffer is a multilingual world medicine folk, singer-songwriter, and a visionary musical artist who weaves together a stunning repertoire of original poetic songs with traditional and tribal music. Her music expresses a passion dedicated to earth consciousness and the sacred ancient wisdoms. It gives me goosebumps when I hear her sing, and we are lucky to experience her song at the very end of this episode. Isla has become known as a voice of Mother Earth, and she is a powerful, powerful, powerful sound in the world of ceremonial and medicine music and the rising global community of people who are committed to residing in harmony with the earth. Listening to her takes you right to the core of your own inner existence. And I'm so humbled and honored to host this conversation for you to experience it for yourself. In this episode, we talk about Isla's story of discovering and sharing her voice, music as a spiritual force, the role that plant medicine has played on her path, being a vessel for medicine, some of the teachers and lineages that Isla learns from, the power of prayer, womb healing and what it has to do with healing your voice and self-expression, the story of the grandmother song, as well as Vuela con el Viento, which are two of my go-to songs, making the space to follow the signs, and how she ended up traveling across South America with wild horses. This interview I am planning to make available in video format as well on my channel At Home with Xenia. So if you want to check it out there and revisit the song that you're going to experience at the end of this, both should be live on YouTube by the time that this episode airs. If you are moved by this episode, please share it with your friends, family, loved ones in your life so they can experience this miracle as well. And you can check out Isla on her website, islashaffer.co.uk. Her name is spelled A-Y-L-A. S-C-H-A-F-E-R And you can see some of the incredible projects and causes that she's supporting with her music, such as Music Plants Trees and the Pachamama Alliance. And as always, you can find all of the episodes and show notes on WokenWire.com, as well as the best ways to get in touch with me if you feel called to do so as well as to find my courses, workshops, and other offerings. 
All right, before we dive into this episode, I want to thank our sponsor, Tailwind. I have recently reached 2 million monthly views on Pinterest, and I attribute it to two things. Number one is scheduling my pins on Pinterest, and number two is reusing, repurposing my TikToks and Reels on Pinterest. Pinterest scheduling with Tailwind is so easy and it helps you grow your business with more traffic so you can spend time doing what you love, drinking cacao, doing yoga, meditating, walking in nature, and listening to your favorite podcasts. Tailwind is offering a special deal to Woken Wired listeners. If you haven't tried Tailwind yet, go to tailwindapp.com slash wokeandwired. That's T-A-I-L. W-I-N-D-A-P-P.com slash woke and wired to get $30 off your plus plan. Isla, welcome to Woken Wired. Where are you? It looks like you're in a sauna surrounded by drums. <laughs> it actually feels like a bit like a sauna, actually. Well, we're, we're staying on this person's land. We're, we're travelling in a van around Portugal looking for the possibility to live here. And where we are at the moment, this is the only space that has electricity and is inside. It's like a, it's a container box that he's converted inside. And those are the boys' drums. Yeah, so it's not the most beautiful. I guess that light is a bit bright in the background, but... I can hear the birds too. It seems quite magical. Yeah. Yeah, and we see that there's a road like two metres that way. But um, I think this is quite, this doesn't pick up so far, this microphone. That's one of the benefits of it. It's, it's like a, you know, I guess it's... Yeah, it sounds great. It definitely reduces all of the background noise, but I can still hear the birds. <laughs> so when your someone reached out on your behalf from your record label to me back in March 2021, and I get a lot of pitches, I get hundreds of pitches. And normally I kind of just scan through really quickly. And, you know, I just allow intuition, spirit, divine to guide me who the guests are meant to be. And this time there was something about it. I was like, those names don't seem familiar, but I'm going to check it out. And so your name was one of them. And I put in my Spotify and my jaw dropped because you are, your songs are on every ceremonial playlist I've ever made. I've been sharing them with my students, with my husband, with my mastermind group. I just didn't, you know, I wasn't paying attention to the name, but there you were. And it seemed like this oh. absolutely magical moment because every time I'm listening to medicinal songs, which is most of my days, most of the time, I wonder, you know, who are these beings who allow and, you know, have the courage for this medicine to come through you? And here we go. I have the honor of having you share your story on the podcast. So welcome. Thank you. <laughs> That's beautiful to hear. So what is your story? How did your path reveal itself to you? And when did expressing medicine through voice 
come into the picture? Yeah, this is often the, the question that I get asked. And the, the first thing that I'm, my mind kind of, my mind shows to me or my being shows to me is like this, the, the start, really started, like for me, voice as medicine and how did you exactly say it? Like medicine as song, I can't remember how you exactly just said it. Started when I was quite young, when I was a teenager, when I f first got given my guitar by my mother. And um, as soon as I could play two chords, I was straight away, I was like, there was this like desperation to start singing with my guitar. Even though I didn't know, you know, I was very young, it, it wasn't a kind of logical, rational, I'm going to do this kind of thing. I just was like, knew I had to do it. And already at that age, it, it was incredibly medicinal for my being even though I didn't have an awareness of music being as medicine in, in the way that I do now from my experience and my own contemplations of this, but it was just very simply like water to the really thirsty parts of my being. And it was a support. It was like a pillar of strength for, for a young woman who was challenged as most of us are just being a young person and finding out who I was and, also my struggles of coming from a not particularly stable family and a lot a lot going on emotionally in my home it was my my safe space I used to run home from school I remember this feeling literally like I'm going to my guitar <laughs> so in some ways that start it started then but I had a twist in my journey as a musician I I I was um sharing my music in acoustic nights and bars and you know here and there places that were just well that, those were the only places I knew were possible to share music and I reached a point where it was just felt so awful for me to be bearing my heart and my soul and my real vulnerable naked parts of myself because I always sang from that place always 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 I, I wasn't singing about boys and superficial stuff it was always like poof, really from the deepest parts of me what what needed to move and it just it was so painful to sing to people not really listening and in spaces where people are drinking and very hedonistic environment and I I decided to just stop I like a, a bit like winter but like nature going under the earth my being was like I'm not doing this anymore and I went I went inwards it was actually a very painful time it was a very painful process a time of crisis and from, from that, as often when we're in times of crisis, it creates the, the pressure in our being for, for something to shift. And the shift first came in my physical reality. I went, I'm, I'm going away. I'm going to Mexico. I went to join the most wild thing I could find, which was a group of people traveling on horseback, like a traveling circus, living with the horses and traveling through Mexico. And I'm going to that. I needed something really wild. And how would you there, even find people traveling on wild horses? Like, <laughs> what, what, what Google search is that? <laughs> well, a friend, you know, as life is like this, we, I had a conversation with a friend and he, he mentioned this um, group he had been traveling with. And I was like, I also, what? Like, that exists? So it was that a di exists? divine web. It wasn't Google. It wasn't Google, no. <laughs> Google can sometimes be a part of the divine web. <laughs> I would love so to that, get more into yeah, that. that was the moment. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, then that's, I mean, it's a long, long, long journey, really. That, that began 
landing in Mexico, but that was a, a real turning point of discovering um, a deeper meaning to myself of music as medicine, discovering music as prayer, discovering the traditional lineages, indigenous ways of using the song and the rituals and the ceremony and how song is like an absolute integral part of of these these ancient ways of healing, of connecting to ourselves, of communicating with life, with spirit, with the earth, with saying thank you, with asking for help, with being together, with uniting, you know, many, many things. And it was a real kind of big explosion for me from from that moment. And I spent two years out in Mexico and, and then I went to Peru also and and uh, yeah, my life <laughs> took took a very different shape from then. Was there a moment that you remember where you either experienced someone doing what you do now for a living or maybe you were sitting in an indigenous circle where something just clicked and you realized you know the language around what you do which is medicine son and even that you know probably is limiting because it's so much more than that but was there a moment where you realized whoa this is what i've been seeking and this is a confirmation that i can actually do this as my path um somehow yeah uh, what as you asked me that i don't necessarily get a kind of particular like one one moment but i remember the time of being in peru where i went to the sacred valley and became part of a community of people there who are working with the plant medicines and singing and singing and singing these nights together going into very deep healing processes and and in these spaces they would open up they say would someone like to share a song and I was there all kind of my you know crumbling actually I was like really disintegrating in very deep space and I would kind of be like this was also after me having given up singing for about a year and a half this is kind of I, I really stepped away from it like my kind of personal singing and they would say would anyone like to sing and my being would just be like <gasps> it wasn't like me going yes it would just I would just like start it was so strong so incredibly strong the feeling of I have to I have to sing I have to sing and what I would experience in that in those moments of being with the plant medicines being in a sacred space being so so um present and connected in my being how I experienced song coming through me in those moments was definitely uh, yeah it was like this is this is me the most me I can ever feel that was the kind of feeling like this is what I came for and I remember that repeatedly those those moments this is I came to sing in this way in this space in this feeling in this connection yeah. As you were saying that there's a bird that landed on my window and looked at me. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't happen all the time. It happens quite rarely, actually. So I thought that was quite auspicious. <laughs> oh, like the birds. What role did plants and plant medicine play in this unfolding for you and really trusting that energy that was telling you it's time to let this voice out? They played an absolute crucial, integral part of this journey. And saying that, they also, um, like if I look at the kind of steps that that journey took, there was a good year of that journey before I discovered, before I even knew plant medicines really existed. 
there was a good year of that journey that I was discovering um, the traditions that are really strong in Mexico, which is a fusion of the the Aztec traditions and the Native American traditions. So the sweat lodge and the vision quest and the sun dance and the moon dance and just ways of gathering where singing is the thing that's like the glue that holds it together. And I see it was really important for me that that um, that I discovered that first and that the plant medicines came afterwards, that I met song as a form of, of prayer and many other things that I kind of said before, like communication and connection, that I met that really purely just between me and song, not not just through the plant medicines, because the plant medicines, then when I met them, it was, you know, really a kind of next next level that it, that it opened up in my my consciousness and my ability to really, really listen, profoundly listen to spirit. Yeah, it's it's very beautiful to also know how to access that without without them. They are they are guides, they're tools that help us to kind of clear the way. But um, it was important for me in my journey to know I can I can feel that also just purely purely with music as a medicine. You know, the purity of music as a medicine. At what point after that singing hiatus did you actually pick up instruments? and start recording and sharing your medicine outside of the circles you were sitting in? I think I came back to England. It wasn't until I came back to England with a, a kind of bundle of new songs, a few songs. It wasn't met very many because I wasn't, um, like I said, I actually wasn't singing so much with my guitar during that journey until the end. So, yeah, when I came back to England, I, then I felt this ripeness of the, this new energy in me. Um, but I just recorded a little, that was like a very small EP. And then it took me a few more years, really, of re really ripening. If I listen to that EP, it's still, it's it's like a bridge, it's like a bridge EP. It's like, I still really hear the time before, the Isla before, the consciousness before, the younger. And I hear this kind of stepping over into something new. But it took quite maybe four more years of being back, continuing my work. In, inwardly continuing to explore, deepen. My voice changed a lot. And yeah, I mean, it continues. <laughs> Never-ending journey. So something you're pointing to is that in that bridge song, you were still hearing the old version of you. So what I'm hearing there is those songs, it's not just a combination of words and notes. It really is this frequency that's being captured and transmitted. So how does that work for you and how do you create the space for yourself to be a vessel for for that to come through? What are some practices or rituals that you take on to trust that? Yeah, this is a question I also am always asking myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's a continued um, path of, of learning how to really create that for myself. But for me, it's... It is actually relatively simple. I find if I'm in nature, where my my system, my nervous system comes down, my whole being, I kind of instantly. I guess we all feel a bit like this if we're in in some kind of nature, whether it's just sitting by a tree in our garden or if it's somewhere really epic. I get a sense of feeling at home in my in my being and in my life, and it's kind of 
everything everything feels much more simple to settle down so I mostly I, I take myself to nature maybe it's also to water or a place where I feel I can speak where I can begin to have a conversation with with the land with the sky with the fire whatever it is in that moment and I it's not that I can just instantly pick up the guitar and, and enter that that dimension but maybe I just sit in stillness to to um, find that place of where that connection always is in the heart you know that reminder from for myself that it's you can't create connection with spirits more like uncreating all the the layers and the the fog and the chatter of the mind like just kind of allowing those layers to peel off where underneath we we are just connected we're just intimately profoundly connected because we are spirit so we can't be disconnected <laughs> and yeah it's i practice um quieting quietening quietening my mind in how in different ways i have different practices for that meditation practices and I have a strong practice of prayer and it's taken me many years and I still explore what that word means you know we have quite a strong connotation to prayer some people I used to be like I don't want to say you know what is a prayer like I got used to doing that at school and amen this but for me it's I just I'm having a conversation with the depth of the truth of what is in me in that moment maybe I'm asking for help maybe I'm just saying and I and I enter that's kind of like the thread that I can follow maybe I make an offering light a candle give some flowers to the water put some tobacco on the earth give give something to establish that connection and and then follow follow the song the song also leads me sometimes I sing have to sing for an hour before I feel really you know connect connected present arrived well it's never arrived in the river <laughs> right and as someone who has spent a lot of time with the indigenous communities in south america how do you take that profound connection to nature and then go back into the western world and continue honoring integrating and passing on that wisdom yeah well i i don't always you know i see it's it's a challenge it's a challenge to kind of recreate this sense of belonging this sense of um naturalness this this sense of tribal way because we it is our way it is our nature we are all we are all tribal people and it's like our western reality is kind of this strange artificial creation of humanity that is very 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 strong all the influences just the influence of looking at our screens or you know not being surrounded by concrete is incredibly challenging and the the way that i um can keep that with me is is with practice and keeping myself really fed and really topped up because i will notice it kind of goes you know it's a bit like a battery like slowly 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 down if i don't spiritually recharge myself and that may be listening to a talk from one of my elders or that maybe going out and doing a journey and going to South America or having the gift of receiving them amazing things there's so many elders and indigenous people traveling the world at the moment I keep quite I keep quite um active with going to ceremonies going to gatherings reading books that deeply inspired me it's it's you have to be or I have to be very proactive 
with this. And in the end, it's also tending to that fire within almost more than anything. There's two parts of it, tending to the external fire that feeds the internal fire, but doing that work to keep connected to my own inner prayer, connected to my own relationship with greater forces than myself. And that kind of connects to your question before, actually, I, I have to make time to do those things, to go sit with the nature, to make my offerings, to be by the fire, to um, pray. Are there any particular teachings or elders that you feel called to share with those who want to look it up? Yeah, I'm thinking of my, it's actually my partner's spiritual uncle. He's, he's, oh, he's the tribe he's from. He's a North American, from native North American. He's from this tribe that has a very, very strange name. It's not one of the common tribes. I don't remember it right name. His name is um, Wakia. His spiritual name is Wakia, which I think means, doesn't mean thunder, it means lightning. But he's also Vernon Foster. And he has loads of um, little YouTube videos where he shares these amazing, incredible nuggets straight from the source of his people, his traditions. But he's very, um, he's very kind of modernized in that sense of he he understands this reality. He's he's a good bridge, and that's I think important for us. You know that 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 people have this understanding of the Western world that that we can integrate their teachings. So there. There's him, and right now I I feel very connected to the Yawanawa people, one of the tribes from the Amazon, Brazil, and there's quite a few of them who are quite out there. Actually, probably if people just look look for Yawanawa, there's things everywhere. They're they're quite present in the world. Chief Nishiwaka is amazing to listen to. Beautiful man. It's incredible. I actually got a. I was honored to sit with them at Aniwa, which was an, a gathering of indigenous leaders from all over the world here near New York in Massachusetts, I believe a couple of years ago. And it was incredible. And you're right. It's so beautiful to see those tribes being open to technology to spread their wisdom. And it's been spreading so fast and so deeply and so beautifully. Mm, yeah. A blazing beacon. So you mentioned YouTube. And um, that brings me straight to Vuela con el Viento. <laughs> Your son has over 11 million views on YouTube. There's thousands of comments saying, this is what has carried me through the quarantine. I'm so mm. grateful I'm discovering this perfect divine timing. So much deep, deep, deep perception of that medicine. So first of all, tell us the story of that song, what it means to you, how it came to be. And then also, you know, I would love to hear about the journey from, you know, singing at bars and not feeling like your medicine is received to being received by millions of people around the world daily in ceremony and ritual and practice and prayer. What had to change within you and within your heart and your mindset that led to that rapid shift? Okay, so to just say about this song, Vuela con el Viento, the story is is not particularly spectacular, actually, which I find really interesting. You know, it's not some epic, oh, I was on some top of a mountain or something. I was about to go to bed. I was in my home. I was literally sitting on my bed. I remember that because I was about to go to sleep and I was like, 
oh, I'm just going to play the guitar. I don't don't normally do. I normally play the guitar and then I normally go and sit on my bed. And um, it just came, just really came, like bam. And then I was like, oh, that's kind of sweet. But I'm tired now. And it turned the light off and I lay down. And then I was, it was just like zoom, like something sat me back up, turned my light on, and was like, oh, there's more coming. Like wrote it down and then went to sleep, not really knowing what had just arrived. And then I went the next day, I think, I went to um, a teepee meeting and my friend Tao was there and I played it just around the fire. Oh, I just wrote a song yesterday. And he was like, what? <laughs> I jumped on this song and then we sang it in this teepee meeting for probably about an hour, like everybody, everybody singing it. And it was like, this, it was like birthed really in, around that fire in the teepee. The energy of it really was birthed. And um, yeah, in that in that time... And what the song means to me is it was really just ah oh, kind of this very touched place in my being a place of gratitude a place of real sweetness and at the same time like acknowledging the the heaviness and the story and and the struggle that I carry that I guess we all carry but in, definitely my human experience is um often has been very challenging and I was very in very 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 deep process then digging very deeply into my inner territories and healing heal I was just so committed healing 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 it was my focus like sana todo lo que yo llevo like heal everything that I carry with me and calling to the to the elements calling to the eagle and the condor calling to those great forces of perspective up in the sky and the medicines of the sky and medicine of those creatures to ask for that that strength so it's yes that song comes from very deeply within me and at the same time I I don't really feel like it's my song it's become in some ways unpersonalized it's become like our our song I would never ever 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 have imagined that anything I have ever that's come through me could have had however has it got 11 million is that what you said I didn't even know that (laughs) (laughs) it's beyond my comprehension you know I can't I can't comprehend how my songs are are being received and um what it means to me is ultimately the the gift is circulating so much because all those people who are listening to my music and not just listening to it, but like allowing themselves to open up that those songs, which I really see music as is a spiritual force. Like when we open up to receive a song, we open up to a, a spirit itself. I feel that with my songs. Like that, Vuela con el Viento is a spirit. Like no way can a song travel that far unless it has its own force and it's called Fly with the Wind. It's like, look what it did. It flew with the wind. It's like it is, it is a bird and... It's so amazing that people can open up profoundly to allow that spiritual force in to support them, to guide them. This is like, it means so much to me. I don't, I never really wanted to be like a famous pop star or something. It wasn't, wasn't ever really my intention. It's not really important for me how many people, the number of people who are listening to my music. What's important to me is, is it helping humanity to heal and is it helping us to awaken is it helping this movement of of um humanity in in the right direction that we can have hope and faith for the future for our children and for our children's children that's that's really 
what it means for me. So it's incredibly humbling and touching. It, it moves me very deeply to comprehend and I feel connected to every single person who listens to my music. It, we, we're connected through, through that. It's my voice that's, that's, you know, that comes from very deeply within, within me and it goes deeply within other people. How did you phrase that last bit of your question? How did I, what happened within me? What, what shifted within your heart and your mind that took you from singing at bars where your medicine didn't have the capacity to be received to being placed in front of millions of hungry souls ready for this healing? Yeah, well, I guess many, many things must, must have shifted. It's slightly mysterious. I know that the work, the inner work that I did during those years was, was huge. I really, really dive very, very deeply into my inner darkness, into my pain. I went there like with a lot of determination and processed a lot, a lot of stuff and used music as, as the support and the guide to, to um, process and to integrate and to bring really here, here into the present. And, um, I, I think I probably also was humbled a lot, a lot of, a lot of humility just through meeting those places within myself. I think our own healing journeys are incredibly humbling because where we also are led to through the ultimate healing, this is kind of how I believe it's not that I have reached ultimate healing at all. I'm still, I'm still, I'm still deep in You're there. human. But this, I'm human. I guess this ultimate healing is this kind of revelation of, of like realizing the absolute truth of who we are, the essence of who we are, that we are spirit, that we are a spirit that's beyond our story and our pain and our healing and our drama and our this and our that. You know, this is I see this as where it where it's being led and I I feel I have touched in moments, have touched on that. And that is very strongly in the prayer of my music, calling to that to that essence of something that's bigger than myself and bigger than my story my music has always remains very personal but I think there was a shift of it of it kind of expanding as my own consciousness must have expanded beyond my greater than my inner personal story it made this space kind of opened opened it up you know every time question every time you lift your right hand there's like this light coming through it and I feel like you're blessing (laughs) everyone who's listening or watching (laughs) (laughs) just transmitting light casually so if you would be open to speaking to some of the tools or rituals or spaces that helped you face your own shadow and transform the things that were ready to be transformed I feel like that would be very expansive to people listening yeah I could start with uh, the the rituals and ceremonies that have been a big part of my life since going to South America so that's when was that 2010 that's like 11 years or something is being in different kinds of ceremonies like we touched on before um sometimes this is working with specific plant medicines and specific lineages of those plant medicines which really have been pivotal really have been very pivotal for me in, in my journey my healing my music my everything my meeting of myself very very immensely profound 
spirit of those plants and um but also there has been many a big part of my life still is being part of the traditions from north america of native north america so this is the vision quest i've done three vision quests which is four days of um solitude in nature and you you don't move you you're in a very very tiny space surrounded by prayer but bundles you make of tobacco you don't drink water you don't eat you don't speak you you go very very deeply into stillness and, and silence and meet what what needs to be met in that and move to where you were carried and that has been it's it's un you know it's unwordable the profundity of you would you could never imagine something so simple you think well i'm just going to be so bored four days and not being able to move and i'm going to be thirsty and i'm going to be this and be that something incredible happens the meeting with with the self with spirit you start to hear you start to hear the voices that you don't normally hear as you quieten down it's like the whole of nature kind of embraces you and welcomes you because you're not moving so you see the animals like hummingbirds come and just kind of land on you because you're not making any kind of clambering around like we normally are when we go to nature you've been there for four days they really welcome you that has been it's very dear to my heart I love the vision quest I haven't been able to do my fourth one because I had my my boy and I have to wait until he's fine for me to be four days away but yeah, the, the traditions of North America are really, really incredibly beautiful. It's a big part of my life. They call it the red, the red path or the red ro- road, Camino Rojo. This is also the sun dance and the moon dance and the sweat lodge. So these ways of including ritual, working with different herbs, with tobacco, with cedar, very, very finely crumbled dry leaves of the cedar tree, praying with the fire, really working a lot of the lot of the fire and having very specific instru- instructions in these rituals very specific ways of doing things and every instruction contains a whole kind of understanding and teaching it takes a long a long time to um yeah to integrate and um what else could i say another big part of my journey was um a meditation called Hridaya meditation so just this I guess all meditations, I think, are, are tools I would recommend to anybody, really, of quieting the mind, connecting to the profound stillness within and allowing that truth to re- reveal itself, the guidance, the messages that can come, the forgiveness, the compassion, the whatever you know, whatever it is. And the specific meditation school I went to is fr- called Fridaya, which I think called, is, means the sacred tremor, tremor of the heart. It's a heart meditation, and that worked very beautifully for me. There's so many meditation practices, but this, it was simply meditating on the heart. And that, yeah, if anyone wants a recommendation for meditation, I would recommend that. But I think our culture is, um, you know, we're so, we're so obsessed in our world now with distraction and stimulating ourselves and keeping ourselves busy that we, we, it's like to make time for, nothingness it just doesn't exist isn't it doesn't exist and the simple practice making space for stillness and quietness and the simple practice again are going to come back to learning how we pray how it works for you how i pray may may be a very different way for another person like making that investment into how do i speak with myself really in a in a state of grace and in a state of 
humility and intention to kind of go beyond my my human limitations how how is that for me that I speak with the land that I speak with the skies and also here receive back and I feel this is can be an incredible support when we're struggling and we realize wow I can go and speak with the higher places of myself or I can speak with that which is in pain with me or I can speak with whatever God is to us this is an amazing tool so beautiful and you know uh, in one of my silent meditation retreats one of the tools I learned very similar to what you're talking about is speak into those voices within that feel hurt or sad or unseen and not speaking Mm -hmm. at them but actually hearing them out and making the safe space for them Mm -hmm. to exist too I find that to be just such a powerful practice to stop suppressing the parts of ourselves that feel shameful and, and small and just listen to them and then in the listening realize oh I can be with you I can love you too I can hold you that sounds beautiful I'd love to come to that. <laughs> and what you said also about prayer, I feel called to speak to. It does look different for everyone. And I'm with you, you know, growing up, I didn't ever consider prayer to be something that I can be part of because I didn't grow up in a religious context. And for me, prayer was this very religious thing that only very religious mm-hmm. people touch and realizing that prayer can look differently for anyone. And for me, you know, we live on 12 acres of land and now it's springtime here in New York and everything is starting to bloom. And for me, a Mm. prayer is just walking around and noticing things Mm. that creates more spaciousness than anything else. And so Mm. my invitation for everyone listening is to just explore what creates that spaciousness for you. Maybe it's dancing to one of Ayla's songs, Ayla's songs. Maybe it's um, smelling some cedar or, you know, drinking cacao, there's so many different beautiful tools that are available to us now. And so it's this sacred and playful invitation to explore and play with them all until you find the ones that speak to you or just keep playing until you die. Why not? I absolutely agree. I've had many moments of of really, really getting that of, wow, prayer, like right now that my prayer is this aching that I feel in my heart. Like I don't even need to have words for it. I don't need to don't even need to know who's listening to it. I don't need to I don't need to do anything. Like that aching is a prayer or that numbness might be my prayer or that's that silence. I think it's Osho. He says, what does he say? There's some quote that's something like meditation, meditation and prayer being the same thing. Like I don't remember the quote, but it's this essentially like a meditation is prayer and prayer is meditation. And then you can go, well, what is meditation when we're speaking about meditation? I guess the main essence of it is practicing pre- absolute presence. So it's like, wow, is, can my, like you said, can my presence, can just sitting and seeing, we've all had those moments watching, say, an epic sunset and there's nothing happening in our mind and we're just in this state of awe, like, ah, oh, receiving that beauty. That is definitely prayer in my, in my um, opinion. I'm with you, yeah. It's an interesting word and it's a shame, you know, maybe it's like we almost need to come up with a new word because I know it's not an easy word for, for many people or we immediately go, oh, what are they talking about or this or that. Like, Let's come up with a new word. What are you thinking? I don't know because I quite like the word now <laughs> after all these years. <laughs> I don't know, maybe it's like galagaling or something. <laughs> like a totally new word. 
I love that. And something that you also mentioned in one of your recent Instagram posts is womb and connecting with your womb and how profound that has been for you. Would you speak to that? Yeah, this um, this began for me in a time I went through quite an intense healing process with my womb. And it really, out of, as I began to come on kind of on the other side of that, I began to realize I'm so disconnected from this area of my body like this numbness this kind of this feeling of like I don't really have any idea what it is that when people are talking about when they talk about why it's so sacred you know other than okay it we can we can grow life in our womb and that's obviously a miracle and amazing but what are people talking about when we speak about this this sacredness of of the womb so you know as numbness or disconnection often is it can be an invitation to go into a doorway so I oh, I had a conversation with a friend who told me about someone who was working with the voice and the womb and said she said did you know when we're in the embryo as we're growing like very very early as an as an embryo the vocal cords and the ovaries or the basically the kind of whole larynx and the womb is the same it's the same part of the embryo and it splits and then the spine grows in between but they start off as the kind of same cells. I found that really amazing. So from then I, I started doing a, an apprenticeship with the Fountain of Life um, Womb Awakening and w- went into this amazing journey of doing very intense practices every single day for nine months of going into this mystery of, of my own womb, but also the, the traditions the they call they call them the womb mysteries you know the lineages and beginning to open up my awareness looking behind me and seeing wow this is where our all our traditions came from these ways where kind of matriarchal cultures where women were priestesses and they carried this great wisdom that came from the womb like they speak about the womb being like an oracle like it's um the microcosm of the macrocosm it's like this mini universe contained within the womb that we then literally Abe, as women, we're able to, and this is whether we have a physical womb or not, also it's really worth to say that, even if for whatever reason we don't have a, our, our womb may have been removed. As women, we um, we ha- we are given this connection to, to the womb of the earth, the womb of the sky, to the womb of creation. Through our womb, it's like a, an amazing telephone <laughs> we can dial into. No, that's not a good description at all, actually. Umbilical cord would be a better way of saying it, connected by this umbilical cord. So, I, I, yeah, I was journeying, learning, exploring, being guided in my explorations for a couple of years, and I, I um, began to emerge from, from that study to want to go deeper into this connection between the voice and the womb, because... Um, what I was receiving wasn't really specifically orientated on that, and that's obviously my that's my focus, that's my my gift and my passion. So I am now exploring and creating in some ways my own my own work. It's probably nothing new. It's probably existed for thousands and thousands of years. I'm probably just tapping into something that's really our nature of, okay, wow, there's this connection. I've been researching that there is a, a physiological connection between the womb and the throat, the vagina, the larynx, the jaw, the pelvis, all of these things, as above, as below, they say. And um, 
there's a nerve called the vagus nerve that is directly connecting comes from the the back of our head actually travels travels down through our throat through all our internal organs and ends at our cervix so i'm exploring this amazing connection this amazing relationship and how the voice and this energy of our womb wisdom of our womb the wisdom of our voice how they can be how they are one how they are connected energetically physiologically emotionally how we carry so much in our wombs as as women how we carry so much in our jaws in our mouth that the people's story around their voice and um, there's so much potential for healing by by working with these areas and by working with these areas in union and allowing our, ourselves to um yeah to liberate that the the kind of the stories the the trauma the memory in the in the body the memory in in our mind and allow that amazing wisdom to sing through to vibrate through and to to guide us to be able to listen to our inner voice listen to the inner voice of our womb and as women that this is really our this is our seat this is like our anchor this is where we it's like our all-seeing eye we describe within the womb um it's just been very beautiful for me and i feel very inspired to to allow space for myself and for other women to explore this to discover it together i'm not a master in any way on on this path i feel like an absolute baby but i i hear i feel i hear the memory of our of our female lineages our ancestors going way back of this way of the womb of this amazing wisdom that was carried carried through the womb and someone said something to me the other day they said the song lines there's um this idea of the song the songs are carried through the womb through the you know as the as we carry our baby that this, the songs go into that baby and as that as that woman then gives birth to her child that this amazing thread the song lines i feel the power of this work so deeply as you speak to it and it makes me think about this idea that we were at some point seeds in our grandmother's womb going all the way back to all the grandmothers and their lineages and that brings me to the earth son the grandmother son which is one i just discovered it very very recently during a time where i was talking about the passing of my grandma with my close friends you know who are also in the process of um their grandmother's transitioning and that song came up like it always does you know through the web of love yeah. through spotify it just showed up on my discover weekly and it's such a such a profoundly healing and beautiful transmission will you speak to how that song came through yeah it it came in two moments the beginning of the song there's these lyrics um yeah the beginning grandmother speak to me i am the earth and the earth is singing the water flows around this rock the ancient ways we carry forth and the river carries me and it literally came i was in the river it was in portugal in a lovely must have been quite warm i was lying in the river on this i was holding onto this rock you know half in the river half on the rock it just came just came like that but i just was singing it over and over again on this rock And then, not until many years later, it was never a song, but it never left me. And many things come like that, and then I just forget them. And that, it's, but this one, it never, never left me. 
And then it was, I was in a, in a ceremony in the morning in a very, very tender space. And the ceremony had finished and most people had left the room. And I was just so, in such a deep, I'd been really, really broken apart in that ceremony. So much pain, so much grief, so much, oh, it was really like kind of one of those. Was it grandmother medicine? Yeah, yeah. And um, it just, I, I, I was like, I have to sing. I need help. Like, I'm. I really am having a difficult moment. I, I just need to open my mouth. I had no guitar. I just just started singing. I guess I started singing that first bit and then it and then it just opened up into this as so my heart opened up, the welcoming, you know, we're just welcoming all all that we are experiencing, all the learning, all the teachings and feeling that connection of when we open our mouth and sing that this the earth is also singing through us. So also when we breathe, whatever we're doing, this kind of like a, like a symbiotic relationship, like a baby in, a, in the womb of the mother, as we sing, as we breathe, as we feel that, that we're not disconnected from the earth, but as we heal, it's really this beautiful realisation. Like we do this healing for the earth and we do this healing for ourselves and the earth does the healing for us and, and this beautiful oneness where that song came from goosebumps it's such a potent and beautiful song and it's so beautiful to hear about your process and what i would love to also explore with you is from what we're talking about it seems like your life is about riding wild horses sitting in ceremonies hanging on (laughs) rocks playing your guitar so how does actually recording a song signing a record label deal putting a song on YouTube, how does the external part of your work play into those beautiful moments of creation? How do you balance it? And how does the digital world play a role in that? It's, it's a challenge of my life, I must say. Um, the digital world it doesn't feel healthy for me to have too much interaction. And yet being part of this modern world, it kind of requires that really. Um, unfortunately, it can be quite damaging to my creative process. You know, if I fry myself doing loads of technical admin work, like I'm in no state to receive a song. Like I've described these moments, like when the songs come, there's like very, very simple, pure moments when my when I'm calm, when I'm connected, whatever it is. So this this is really a dance and a challenge of discipline and of focus for myself to maintain a very health what is healthy for me because I, I guess we're all different some people can can do things that I wouldn't be able to do and where I am now which feels really amazing is actually allowing life to support me with physical people to to be able to do this work that I don't need to hold it all together and that's such a deep process it, it, it there's there's so many dimensions to it and one of them it's really just been like wow I don't need to do it all alone you know that's so strong in me I think it's so strong in all of us like we have to do everything alone we have to do it really well we have to do it all all alone like it's weak to ask for help and where I am now is like yeah building building that web around me that I can really focus my energy on on my creativity and simplify my reality and at the same time I feel so grateful to the digital world because it blesses my life YouTube and Spotify and all 
all of these platforms, I I can receive the support financially, energetically, in in so, in so many ways. Every single message that people send me feeds my spirit, you know, that it blesses my life that I can do this as my work and my purpose and I don't need to work in, I don't know, doing some other kind of job to to survive. It's an affirmation. Focus. Just sing, Isla. <laughs> yes. Yes. Isn't it beautiful how, you know, platforms like YouTube, Spotify and others, we we exist in a world where you can just listen to the voice of spirit, channel what's meant to be channeled through you and naturally be supported by people who are meant to receive it. I think that that part of digital world is just so expansive and so beautiful. And you being an embodiment of that is a profound reminder to many listening to this now that yes, focus on your own listening, focus on your heart, have the courage to put it out there, allow and support, and it will all unfold as it should. Yeah, it's, it's amazing how expansive the digital platforms are. That's music gone on the days where it would only reach if you sold your vinyl or whatever. You know, it's like, wow, the music can fly. It really can fly. And there's a magic to it. So before we wrap up, for those listening who felt enlivened by what you were sharing about the womb and the voice and that healing and what you are birthing into the world, how can they connect with you and your work and possibly, you know, connect to their own voices through working with you? The best way is probably to sign up um, to my mailing list on my website because that through there I announce when I have any upcoming workshops or concerts and I have the intention in the autumn I'm taking quite a quiet time now over the summer to just take care of myself but in the autumn I will be doing um some in real live <laughs> workshops which kind of feels unimaginable at the moment it's kind of forgotten what that's like to be in a room with loads of people but I'm also doing two online workshops so I will be holding the the womb song workshop and also my other my other work which is called song of the soul which is really exploring your own voice from really deeply this the sound of your own spirit songs that come from within you not just the songs but your voice your blocks your boundary and giving giving that a voice opening up that healing path and that gift of your own voice in your life it's just a it's a beautiful I, I love that work so much it's so so beautiful inspiring for me and so yeah you can keep updated with what will be coming through or just by looking at the website. It sounds incredible. I definitely will be on the lookout for that. And is there anything that I didn't ask you about that you feel called to share? Maybe I just feel a little bit to, to say to anyone listening, a kind, kind of invitation to have the courage to listen to those inner voices that are giving us little signs of which direction to go in. And that might be some workshop that like you saw that looked really interesting but you think oh no no I'm not going to do that workshop but you know these signposts that we get from our own spirit or having a conversation with that person that you don't really know but you have this feeling that you're drawn to them or going making the space or the time to go to that beautiful place in nature that you just never prioritize going to and 
and like bringing a flower to that tree that's right there in the middle of the forest or however it is just kind of want to leave this seed of inspiration for people because I feel we we spoke about my journey and identifying these little moments these little seeds these words that someone said to me something that I I was able to follow in that moment and it's not always possible practically in our life our work or whatever whatever it is, is that's going on our own process to be brave to take those steps but I just want to kind of invite you all to make space to to listen within and to feed those fires inside even if you need more time you go okay I'm going to do it next I'm going to do it next year because I'm not ready to do it but in the meantime I'm going to feed that fire I'm going to do the things that nourish me I'm going to really take care of my spirit because this world is really a really challenging place to be alive in especially especially at the moment it's really demands a lot of focus and discipline and profound listening and connection to one another because we can't do it alone we're not supposed to be alone we're tribal people so i yeah i hope that everybody is connected in small ways or big ways to that which that which can can guide you in your life and then bring you inspiration and deeper peace it is such a powerful and beautiful reminder as someone who's always walking in the forest and you know, pouring cacao at the roots of my trees or picking random leaves from the ground. It's a beautiful reminder to stop trying to say everything and understand everything through the mind and just do what our bodies and our hearts are pulled to do. And that is the invitation that is within all your songs. So my final question to you is, would you like to leave us with a song? Sure. Let's hope that this is all going to work. Do you have a request? I would love the grandmother sound, but I'm open to whatever comes through. Sure. That's, yeah, that song did come up. It does feel, feel good to sing that. Grandmother, speak to me. Mm-hmm. 
thank you so much. Isla, this was just beyond powerful, beautiful, so grateful for you saying yes to what is coming through you for having the courage to put it out there. And I had this vision, this desire to sit in a circle with you. And then I realized I am in a circle with you and I'm in the circle with everyone who's listening. We are weaving this circle of healing together through time and space, no matter where and when you're listening to this, we are in this moment together. And thank you, thank you, thank you. Deep gratitude. Yeah, no words, no words. Thank you. Thank you so much. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a rating and a review on iTunes and share it with a friend who you think could benefit from the message. Find all the show notes and all the resources on WokeAndWired.com and say hello on Instagram. Find me at Woke and Wired. Stay woke, stay wired, and take three deep breaths right now.